Welcome to Machine Learning, How the World Works. Star Trek, Return to Tomorrow. Return to Tomorrow contains a number of bizarre and difficult twists. The Enterprise mysteriously navigates to an uninhabited world where an evil energy called Sargon notifies Kirk that the Enterprise has been brought to his planet by the energy of his thoughts. Spock is befuddled at that fact because no life signs register on his equipment, and this makes Sargon seem like he does not exist. Spock continues to talk with the non-existing being, and he says, not even a Vulcan can know the unknown. No Vulcan communication with an unknown being? Purely illogical. Beware of Spock's logic. It's interesting how many Spock time Spock is depicted as the personification of evil, yet the loyal viewers are sense, uh, are have um, sensibilities are being constantly betrayed into believing Spock is an upright character. I personally question the moral integrity of Spock in almost everything he does. Kirk learns that Sargon is dead. Sargon tells Kirk that all of mankind must perish too. If they let Sargon perish, it seems that Kirk is forced to act against his will. Sargon demonstrates control over the ship's computers and power. This power convinces Spock not to resist Sargon's plans, and it allows an evil influence over Spock. Spock readily agrees that Sargon is no force to resist. Spock tells Kirk that the surface of the planet is devoid of life and that he discovered energy readings deep inside the earth at 112 miles through solid rock. Furthermore, Spock conjectures that Sargon is matter without form. Energy and matter cannot exist in the same state. It is either one or the other. All matter has form. Therefore, Spock's conclusions are misleading and untrue and are a ridiculous conclusion. Spock misleads Kirk into trusting Sargon, and he attempts to uh, mystify Sargon into an incorporeal being of immense power. Sargon tells his story, a a story of fallen grace. Sargon boasts that 6,000 centuries ago, Sargon's race colonized the planet, and suddenly an ultimate crisis emerged. Our minds became so powerful, we dared to think of ourselves as gods. Isaiah parallels Lucifer's fall, a son of the morning, an angel who thought to ascend to the levels of the gods. The evil one had aspirations of self-grandeur and force, inclusion into the membership of council of gods, and his falling was cast out, and the rebellious uh, rebellious deception led one-third of the host from grace. Sargon for a half a million years remained without body along with his followers. And he tells Kirk that those who chose to survive were the best minds. And additionally tells that the landing crew that their race plant, that their race was planted space children of a half a million year wait was required for the children to evolve, exploring space and to find them. It's claiming that he was their father. Therefore, Sargon considered himself their father, calling the Enterprise 
members his children. Why should this enterprise believe Sargon's claim was true? There is no evidence to believe Sargon's claims were true. Sargon takes possession of Kirk's body and imprisons Kirk's mind inside the energy sphere. The transfer could only be temporary, and it was dangerous enough that Kirk almost died twice. Kirk says, I know that what he wants, and I don't fear him. Kirk should have never freely agreed to a transfer. A moral superior being would have let the Enterprise depart. Instead, Kirk's forces, Kirk, Sargon forces Kirk, Spock, and Anne Mohal into a manipulative transfer agreement. Kirk, and particularly Spock, are baited into believing that Sargon will provide vast transfers of knowledge, allowing the humanity to advance 10,000 years in, uh, in lost time, saying things like, risk is our business. Sargon and Felicia complete their transfer, and Sargon says, I had forgotten what it was like even to breathe. It almost sounds like they're a mach- they were a uh, computer algorithm stored in a memory bank, and the transfer was done electrically uh, into their host. Almost as soon as the transfer is completed, the evil motives surface and Henoch plots to keep the bodies. Henner alters the metabolic formula for Sargon, believing that he and Kirk would die and not be able to uh, transfer back into the sphere. The plot seemingly works. Sargon appears to have died. McCoy puts Kirk's body on life support. Henox destroys Spock's sphere. Sargon transfers to the Enterprise. Henock dies. Spock is transferred from Miss Chapel back into his body. And which is interesting because Miss Chapel was like Spock's wife. And Sargon and Felicia disappear into oblivion. Sargon offered humanity nothing. Sargon was cast out into darkness where there is no light. Sargon transferred Spock's energy into Miss Chapel and they shared consciousness. Spock technically could have been, uh, should have made Miss Chapel his wife according to the rituals of Ponfar, which he didn't do because he is somewhat a coward. A technical oversight, misleading deception avoided by Spock who preferred to marry a Vulcan betrothed wife. Miss Chapel should have been his wife to of Spock by Vulcan law, thanks to Sargon. Now the logic Spock should have followed. And I would be curious to see if the creators of Star Trek come back and point that out, that Spock had failed to follow Vulcan law and followed his cowboy diplomacy, which made him reckless. So what can we learn from this? Even if you have superior intellect and intelligence, without a body, it is meaningless because you can't experience the range of emotions and feelings that you can with a body. In context of the Star Trek episode, Return to Tomorrow, 
it is not directly related to the fall of the Great Ones. However, one can draw parallels between the telepathic alien's desire for physical body and Lucifer's covenant of those with bodies. Both stories involve beings seeking something that they do not have and the potential consequences of their actions. Nevertheless, the primary uh, themes of the episode revolve around power, loyalty, and the struggle between the physical and mental pleasures. In the Bible, Lucifer was a beautiful and powerful angel who became filled with pride and desired to be equal to God. His pride led to rebellion and an eventual fall from heaven. It is a cautionary tale about the dangers of pride and the consequences of rebelling against a higher authority, namely God.